Good afternoon. This is Henry Harris, a Henry Harris with a head cold, and another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, how we go from less choice to more choice. Okay, let's review the basics of what we mean when we speak of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Your mental well-being, your internal health, your bottom line resilience and capacity to navigate your life with wisdom and well-being is unconditional. It's present right now. It might be obscured from view. It might be the case that, in fact, it's quite normal. It's quite common that our perception of our unconditional well-being is obscured from view. Now, how does that work? How do we come to miss our well, our, our inherent unconditional well-being? How do we come to overlook it or believe or perceive ourselves to lack it in moments and, and even longer than moments? Well, here's how it looks to me. The question is, is where does my psychological experience come from? Is it coming from the world out there, the people and the places and the circumstances, either from my past or my present or what I anticipate to be my future? If so, then my psychological experience, my feelings, my fears, my anxious feelings, my worries, my sadness, or alternatively my peacefulness, my sense of happiness, all of those things are highly, are totally relevant, totally dependent on the circumstances out there. And I am kind of being yanked around, sometimes yanked around for the good, but often being yanked around for the not good. And uh, it just, I get a feeling. Now the feeling shows up, the way the way it works is feelings are coming and going and coming and going. There's a flow of energy that's flowing through us. It's not visible to us that there's a flow of energy because it's kind of happening not, <laughs> it's kind of, it's happening in a mysterious and wondrous way. Uh, but suffice it to say, we're having that flow. And to me, that's what accounts for my ups and downs. It accounts for the fact that I don't have a consistent static response to the same circumstances. Uh, I'm experiencing like an internal weather. And, uh, and I'm not the author of that weather. In the same way that I'm not the author of the weather outside, I'm also not the author of the weather inside. I am subject to more insecure and self-centered moods uh, and more peaceful and expansive moods. And it's very helpful to, to understand that that's happening. Now, when I'm experiencing those moods, there are times where it's just not visible to me that this is independent. It, it looks like it's really being created and shaped by the things out there. You know, my child, my children fight. It's a source of absolute aggravation. Uh, this child is disagreeable or has been disagreeable. When I see him, it's a source of distress and frustration. Um, it's like, it's just literally the case that it feels to me that I'm being pushed and pulled and shaped and stretched and, and, and uh, affected directly, directly by the, by the world out there. I have a feeling without even realizing I'm doing it, I'm thinking to myself, well, where's this coming from? Oh, right, it's coming from him, or it's coming from that conversation I had, or it's coming from the memory of the conversation that I had yesterday, or a week ago, or a year ago. And it just feels like, I know that the feelings are unpleasant, I know that, I know that they're painful feelings, 
and I know that painful feelings are things I don't want, that I should remove them from myself in order to have a good life. Well, in order to remove those, unpl those bad, pl unpleasant feelings, I obviously have to identify what the source is and how to fix them or avoid them or manage them or do something to them. And there I go. I'm off. Without even fully seeing this process, I'm off to the analyze process, lean into the difficult feelings to figure out how to solve them. But what if there was nothing to solve about those difficult feelings? I'm not saying that they're not difficult. I'm just saying that it's not, the feeling is not coming from the event. And the feeling itself is not unsafe. It's not bad. It's not unhealthy. It's not an indication of dysfunction or blemish or whatever. It's just not. It's just function. It's just indicative of being human. That's just, how human beings are. The question is, is what's our understanding about that flow and what's our understanding about the nature of those insecure moods and feelings and that energy that kind of flows through us? You know, what do we know about it? So when we don't know the truth about it, when we don't see this insightfully, I mean, I'm talking about a wonderful idea right now. It's not a complicated idea. It's a deep idea. It's not, it's not particularly difficult to grasp the basic kind of logic of it but that logic is not what really we're, we're what's going to make the biggest difference it's it's having an insight it's getting a gift in the same way that everything is being created and shaped by this divine source a new understanding of the nature of thought you know again we're talking about the nature of thought we're talking about the nature of how this energy flows through us we're, we're describing the logic of it but to see that is a gift that's created in the same way things, everything is created, and that's, you get gifted with it. The same way that you don't author your, your moods, per se, you don't author an insight, a new revelation. But the value of talking about this is great. As I always say, it's a mitzvah. We're talking about the psycho psychological implications of Emuna, the Jewish belief in a single, simple source. We're talking about the psychological implications of a very another very important commandment. Don't believe in idols. Don't ascribe power to things other than the single, simple source. When I get that surge of upset feeling uh, that I associate with my child's my children's fighting or some other thing, in that moment, it's it's a misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding that is akin to ascribing power to something other than the single simple source. Now, I'm not saying that the children's fighting is fine, good, uh, ideal, don't do anything. I I'm not saying that. I'm just saying let's understand the emotional experience behind whatever you're feeling about their, their fighting. Let's just understand that. Let's just see the truth of that. Without how to use this understanding to make yourself feel better, the whole basis of what I'm saying is that you don't actually need to feel better because life is healthy and safe and good with whatever you're feeling. And the, the more you have a bit of openness to that truth, the more you're going to navigate your feelings and you're going to get insight you're going to see things you're going to you know you, you navigating is like things come up and you deal with them in real time 
But if you're so busy um, kind of insisting that things go one way and not go another, you don't end up navigating. You, you, you don't navigate with a certain kind of presence. You know, it's like, it's like what they speak the, 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 in the world of sports. The ideal, the ideal, the ideal everybody talks about is that a, a peak performance experience for an athlete is when he's not thinking. Meaning he's not analyzing. He's not, he's not engaging a personal analytical experience. How do I get this past this? How do I do this? How do I overcome? Like he's not, it's not like he's not having a creative um, thought experience. But to the degree that there's a personal analysis going on, that's generally associated with low performance. It's not so different in the experience of parenting or marriage or navigating your personal experience in life. It's helpful to to see that you're having feelings and moods. It's helpful to understand that there is a flow that is animating your internal weather. It's certainly a very, it's a, it's it, that itself to my understanding is that that itself, if to, to acknowledge that, to kind of see that and acknowledge that is a mitzvah, it's a tremendous accomplishment. The affirmation there is a, a source behind all life, including my moods and ups and downs and thoughts and feelings in a given moment. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, uh, the more that we are willing and open to seeing that, then we're, first of all, we're in touch with the truth. And second, we make ourselves a lot more open, a lot more kind of permeable to new things. Because the more we're attached to the idea that like, whoa, this feeling is bad. I must figure it out. I must get underneath it. I must get around it. I must beat it or manage it or avoid it. All of that is the experience of, of analysis. It's all like, how do I get my feelings to be different? How do I, no, no, don't do that. Don't analyze the weather. Don't try to figure out the weather. See what's true about the weather and then live your life. Recognize that seeing what's true about the weather is your life. It's a big, meaningful part of life. It's a success. It's a kind of accomplishment. Oh, it doesn't prevent you from feeling the unpleasant weather. Okay. But Feeling unpleasant weather is part part of the goal of living is to is to recognize is to be open to is to be present to the unpleasant moods and feelings unconditionally unconditionally that's that's really kind of the premise of what we're describing is that as you are open to this truth and are willing to walk with this truth you will naturally set down the things that are distracting your capacity to experience new thoughts, new, beautiful, creative presentations of new of thoughts that show up that you didn't have to make. So many solutions come your way despite your thinking, despite your analysis, independent of your analysis. We get new ideas. We reset ourselves after being in a bad mood. We... Um, wake up to like, oh, that wasn't necessary to get all bent out of shape. We do that all the time without having to analyze a planet. So that's my intro. Now, I spoke about the topic of free will, which how does choice, how do we move from less choice to more choice? Well, really, this intro is kind of at the heart of it. Like 
to the degree that I, I really believe that this feeling is dangerous, the bad feeling is bad, it has to be removed, and that to the degree that I see it's coming from this person's behavior, my child or whatever, then there's not a lot of choice there. I'm in what's called reaction. You know, it's a normal thing to react. If somebody somebody is bonking a guy on the head, he's not like contemplating like, well, what's the truth about this guy banging my head right now? No, he's going to react. He's going to like, he's going to stop the guy from bonking him on the head. He's going to throw something at him. He's going to yank the the hammer or whatever he's bonking him with out of his head. He's going to he's gonna react. It's normal to react when someone is directly attacking you. The problem is, is that it's possible to see that those perceptions that we're having of being attacked are not necessarily accurate. So we can find ourselves living in quite a conflicted and quarrelsome life. There's so much possibility for for really strong kind of antisocial behavior. I, I would describe it for myself as like antisocial. It's not productive, not helpful. I've tried it with, let's say, with one of my kids, you know, a hundred times. Didn't work. But, you know, what can I do? If it feels to me like he's bonking me on the head, I don't care that I've tried a hundred times. I'm being bonked on the head. I'm going to stop him. But... This understanding helps us to appreciate that, well, maybe he's not bonking me on the head. Maybe I'm having a bonky mood right now. I'm having a, a bonky mood. What do I know about moods? What do I know about feelings? What do I know about my experience in this moment? Well, it can't be created by what he's doing. It doesn't work that way. There's only one way anything is created in this world. There's only one way anything is being energized. That's from a single, simple source. That's beyond anything of this world. It's beyond and it, it, it holds this world. There is nothing... I don't know how, if you were to give me the challenge of holding on to, if I'm in a good mood and you were to say to me, hold on to that good mood for five minutes. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd be able to keep that exact mood for five minutes. If I were in a lousy mood and you were to say to me, keep that exact mood for five minutes, well, it feels to me at times like I can hold on to a lousy mood for more than five minutes, but but an hour, two hours, hold that mood, hold that lousy mood. I, I, I couldn't do it. Even something as simple as like think about, uh, you know, think about uh, purple turtles for five minutes straight. My mind is going to wander. I'm going to move to something else. Like my mind is a flowing, flowing stream. And the feelings that I'm having are very much being shaped by that, by that stream. I don't have to figure out what thoughts I'm having or what exact... I don't have to analyze this. I can just be in the feeling that I'm in and acknowledge the truth about those feelings. And as I do that, I'm going to start to have a new relationship with my feelings. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have feelings, but I'm not going to feel yanked by them in the same way. I might get a shot of like, what? What did my son just say? What did my children just do? What? Did, what? I might get that shot of like initial, like, you know, painful, upset, whatever. But somewhere along the line, it's going to be like, oh, wait, I know something about that. 
whether it's in a moment, whether it's in an hour, I don't know. But at some point, I'm going to see that. And the more I'm open to looking at that, the more I'm open to revisiting that. First of all, I'm accomplishing something great. Second, I'm turning myself in a different direction. I'm literally turning my, my awareness toward a new direction. I'm not looking at the world out there as the source. I'm looking at something that's beyond this world. It's beyond the time and the space and the circumstances of everything of this world, my past and, and, and present and what I perceive possibly to be my future. As I look in a different direction, it will absolutely occur to me I will have a greater measure of perception. Oh, this is an interesting flow. Or after I've already fallen down, you know, that that was kind of a flow. That wasn't really my son's behavior that did that to me. And then I can see what I see based on that. I can go and apologize. I can, um, I can say thank you to my creator for the insight about the truth behind my psychological experience. I can, I'll do all kinds of things that will present, but, but the key is to see the true nature of the, or, or to be willing, to be willing to look for the true nature of my psychological experience. Where is that coming from? And even if I don't have the impact of it, and there's a, it seems like such a gap, like, hmm, I feel so annoyed, so upset, so reactive, but I know that my son's behavior is not the source of it. Wow, what a, what a hypocrite I am. No, there's just, that's just also part of the human experience, that there is a gap between what we know and what we've, what we're seeing, what we're feeling. But that gap closes at times. It evolves. We grow and we evolve. And, and it just, we, we have to value the journey. We have to value, we get to value the journey. We get to value the, the gap, the human gap, the gap between what we know to be true about our lives and the actual kind of integrated sense of that. We get to value that. We get to, to keep at it to keep at it and to turn to our creator and express our desire to make a prayer. What a powerful and beautiful thing a prayer is. To notice something that's missing in my life, to acknowledge that there's only one address that any lack can be filled by, and then to go ahead and make that connection. Hey, source behind all life, I'm missing this. You're the only address that I can turn to. Please. That is such a powerful use of one's life. And meanwhile, we're making our efforts. I like, I've been so moved as of late by this idea of being a planter. Part of the, the commandment to know and acknowledge there's a single simple source symbolized by the metaphor of planting. Because anyone who plants would be silly if he didn't believe in there being some kind of life force behind all life that can take a, an inanimate object and somehow you know, it puts it's put under the ground and, and water and light is just going to make it grow and produce and grow and produce. Like if you don't know, if you don't believe in, if you don't acknowledge that there's some kind of life force 
it's animating. Then what are you doing? You know, what is it? So planting is a wonderful metaphor for the affirmation of there being something, there being a source. But notice that in the metaphor, there's, there's not only the life force that's making that plant run or that seed kind of do its thing. There's a planter. When you plant something, you know that you're not doing it by yourself, and therefore it's worth doing. If you really thought you were doing it by yourself, you wouldn't bother planting because when are you going to? How, how are you going to get the roots? To, how are you going to get the seed to disintegrate just the right way and pull the roots out and then pull in the water and the nutrients? It's ridiculous. Obviously, you're not relying on your own efforts exclusively, but at the same time, somebody needs to put that seed in the ground. A believing planter is an essential part of the whole undertaking of belief. If planting is kind of a measure or metaphor for the idea of belief in action, it needs a planter. So keep at it. There's a gap between what you know to be true and your, uh, and your perception, your felt experience, your clarity. There's a gap there. Keep planting, keep turning, keep looking. Have gratitude for the places and times where you see things, where your perception is, is you have clarity. Have gratitude, keep planting. And it's a wonderful career. The career of seeking and acknowledging the truth about our psychological experience is a wonderful career to have. Make it your career. And you will see that the, pan, the bandwidth of your free will is going to grow.